0: Welcome in the latest Daily Wager Extra podcast. I am Doug and We're going to break down the NFL card coming up with Las Vegas odds maker John Murray. Uh, a lot to get through. Obviously, Thursday night game is such an intriguing matchup. Uh, we had to wait until uh, Week Eight to get this kind of a showdown. Unfortunately, the Packers are going to be shorthanded. What does the cluster of absences of the wide receiver position mean for Aaron Rodgers and also the you know point spread and odds making? component of it all we'll check in with murray in a moment and then we'll get to the rest of the week eight card a lot to digest i made a little bit move in the bonanza towards respectability murray came back a little bit so regression was expected there um so we'll do all that have a lot of fun break it all down kicking us for losers time now to bring in mr executive director and I'm, off the top of my head did we have major kicking us for losers moments Last week, Um, I
1: don't know. I don't recall anything uh, particularly funny last week. Did I miss one? It's funny. People will uh,
0: tweet out and stuff about, like, I personally am not opposed to field goals and stuff. I just, especially when they're, like, game winners, I just don't understand Mm -hmm. some of the logic of punting and some of the stuff. But, like, for example, the Ravens punted, excuse me, did not punt fourth and seven on their own 40 with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter down 10. I did not agree with that move. At all? Yeah.
1: Okay. So, I mean, I'm fine with that. I, I just uh, I don't like usually there's some ridiculous field goal. I guess Mike McCarthy had a bye last week, so that <laughs> that would limit the damage. Um, but no, I don't recall. And, and usually when there's something really stupid, someone will will tweet at me, which I really appreciate, by the way. Yeah. And let and let me know. Uh, but I don't recall that happening
0: this this week. Yeah.
1: I, I'm not sure. I don't. So recall we too Too silly.
0: Like we survived yeah. in the McCarthy bye week. let's Let's start with tonight's game because it's so intriguing with the cluster of mm-hmm. absences for the wide receiver situation. You know, how did you arrive at this point because i I mean, I saw three and a halfs earlier in the week.
1: Well, the, all the receivers for Green Bay being out would be the main reason why this number's gone up so much. And, and really, we don't really put too much uh, weight on J.J. Watt missing this game for Arizona. So we opened at 3.5 on Sunday night, and it just started getting bet up throughout the week. And even when we were at 6.5, uh, they just kept, they kept laying us the Cardinals. So you, know, you might don't be surprised if you see another 7 between now and
0: kickoff tonight because it, it's yes. a very one-sided game. When you say they, is that public, sharp? What are we looking at?
1: Uh, mostly public players, uh, but some sharp guys right when we opened it. Uh, right when we opened it, we're laying the points with Arizona.
0: Okay, so interesting. Um, and then you say another seven, so it did touch seven?
1: Yeah, there's, well, there's been seven in the market. You know, If you look around, there's been seven. Uh, not here, not at the Superbook, but there's been seven out there. Right now, I don't see a seven, not in Nevada at least, but I know it's it's been up there this week. So if you're waiting for Green Bay, maybe uh maybe wait and see if you can get that 7 before you pull the trigger. A lot of money on the over, which is not a big surprise. Although Arizona is a pretty good under team, very good defensively, probably better than people realize, although like I said, no JJ Watt tonight.
0: You know, it is interesting because Arizona when they started hot, I was not writing them off, but I was skeptical. And mm-hmm. You know, I had to come around a little bit myself. This team is not just like a gimmicky offense with always a historically bad defense. There's speed on this defense; it's legit, and the Kyler Murray is legit as well.
1: I was very skeptical early in the year of Arizona, and then they had that they had that game at the Rams where they just crushed the Rams. And even then, I wrote that off as a bad schedule spot for for Los Angeles. But mm-hmm. in retrospect, clearly Arizona is is just one of the best teams in the league, and that's why they're off to a seven and zero start. I didn't believe in them because you know Kingsbury likes to kick short field goals. You know We've seen that for years, but he's evolving as a coach. The roster, very good on both sides of the ball, and Kyler Murray is emerging as one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. So there's really what's not to like right now about the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, Murray's passing is much more impressive than people probably give him credit for just because he's so dynamic with his legs. That steals the headlines, but – He's legit. I, think it's,
1: uh, legit. I think it's interesting to have a Thursday night game this good. I mean, when right. when is the Thursday night game the best game of the week in the NFL? This is a great game. I mean, this game, this would be the, the, the centerpiece game, even if it was on Sunday in the middle of the day against all the other games, this would be the best game. So uh, it's definitely exciting to see something like this on a Thursday night, for sure, even with a few key guys out of the lineups.
0: All right, my friend, let's get to the weekend card. I'm surprised you didn't think Miami-Buffalo would be the key game, but I guess you know we all oh, have yeah. our different preferences.
1: That's the most <laughs> one-sided game, if you want to talk about that one. Talk about one-sided ticket counts. It looks like that's number one. Everybody's <laughs> betting Buffalo. And then number two, the game that's going to be the biggest decision for us is Sunday night, Dallas. But starting with Buffalo games, most lopsided ticket count of the week. Everybody's on the Bills. They're laying 14 in Miami-Buffalo off their bye week. Uh, tough spot for Miami.
0: I, right. I, I don't know. Well, hold on. So you, you said that typically the public doesn't lay double digits. What, what's different about this game?
1: I don't know. Uh, I mean, they don't. They really don't. They don't normally lay a 14-point 10, a 10, spread. They don't usually lay uh, point spreads into the double digits. They'd rather go and find a team like Dallas. Dallas is a classic public play. Tampa Bay at New Orleans is a classic public play. But for some reason this week, they're, uh, they're betting Buffalo with both hands. Very one-sided ticket count here.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, let's get to that Sunday night game. Since you mentioned it, I found it really interesting what the line was. Talk to your colleague at mm-hmm. Sammons for a little piece. I do for the behind the, uh, not behind the bets, the, um, best bets. And I didn't realize the DAC injury was like a thing. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe I just assumed he'd be fine by week and all that, but I guess there's some uncertainty on your, your guys at the side of the counter.
1: Well, when we opened it on Sunday night, we opened it at a pick'em because we were, we wanted to, take a wait-and-see approach with Dak Prescott because he he did get hurt in their last game. They had a bye week last week, so it's kind of easy to forget that. And the other thing, too, Minnesota is actually a pretty decent team. Their problem is that whenever they get ahead, Mike Zimmer just goes into complete choke-fest mode and just does everything he can to lose the game. I mean, really, Minnesota should have beat Carolina easily a couple of weeks ago. They should have beat the Lions easily the week before that. They, they're a pretty solid team when they open things up and they get Jefferson involved and they get Thielen involved. It's just they're so conservative when they have a lead that they, they blow these games that maybe they should win. They should have beat Arizona weeks ago. I think it might have been week two at Arizona. They had like a 42, 43-yard field goal to win that game, and their kicker missed it. So I think Minnesota's a team that's a little better than their record that's why you don't see this line going much higher right now.
0: Right. The Vikings started 0 2 to not exactly traditional powerhouses, Cincinnati and Arizona. Now, those losses don't look so bad, right? Combined right. four points, exactly. by the way.
1: Yeah, so, there's no shame in losing to Cincinnati. I think that game was. They're
0: both on the road, at by the Cincinnati.
1: way. Yeah. And then at the Arizona, short field goal, relatively short field goal by NFL standards to win the game, missed it. But in retrospect, those are not bad losses, and they've had a couple of good wins. Kirk Cousins is playing well, and and there's a lot of talent there as long as the coaches don't. uh, The coaches like to bottle it up. For some reason, they act like a 10-point lead is just game over, and they go into kill-the-clock mode. But I I think Minnesota, if they stay in attack mode, they're they're a playoff-quality team.
0: Yeah, I was on the Vikings in that Survivor game and they were up Detroit by ten and then all of a sudden they're losing. I was just like, What's going on here?
1: Well they almost blew it against Carolina. You know, they they had that yeah. game one too, and they did the same thing. They were kicking long field goals, they were they, they almost blew that game as well. So they they've got this this tendency to do that. But I I do believe that the Vikings are better than their record and better than people think.
0: So with this Vikings line, do you think it gets to three? I mean, you you tell me all about the Sunday night, how the parlays it, and well, all that
1: it It could if – it's a good question. It could if a lot of these favorites win early in the day. A lot of these really public favorites, if they're they're rolling the parlays into Dallas, I think it's possible, but ultimately I don't think it'll get that high. But it's just like we always talk about. After we post the 125 local games here in Las Vegas, we see our liability on the Sunday night game, and I know we're going to have a big liability on Dallas, especially if teams like Tampa Bay – we mentioned Buffalo, and some of these other favorites cover, then the liability is going to get really big on Sunday night.
0: And the Sharps will pounce plus three, right?
1: I would think so. Yeah, I I definitely think so. Because I I think that they see the same thing I see with Minnesota. Uh, Although although I will say Dallas is a team that the Wise Guys have been supporting for several weeks now. Some of our most respected NFL betters, I see them playing Dallas uh, routinely and uh, Dallas has been getting the money for those players
0: 6 and 0 against the spread, only team undefeated ATS of course. Last game they needed the touchdown in overtime which they got uh, for <sighs> the remarkable cover, not to mention a third Still and 25 in regulation to convert and set up the Not Kentucky to mention uh, field goal. not
1: to mention New England getting the two-point conversion.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, if
1: New England doesn't get the if New England doesn't get the two-pointer, Dallas kicks a field goal to win the game but not cover the spread.
0: You know, in regulation, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, another game that's intriguing, and we're just going to bounce around to the marquee games. This Tampa-New Orleans game is up to six. That is quite surprising to me.
1: We're at five and a half. I agree. We opened at four and a half. Uh, obviously, if you look at the time slot, 125 in Vegas. This is the marquee game in the afternoon for sure, and we know that the public is going to be betting Tampa Bay like crazy. Right now, it's about eight, nine to one tickets on the Bucks, but I agree with you. New Orleans is a very solid team defensively, maybe a little better than people realize, and and Brady hasn't had the, the same success on the road as he has at home, so uh, we'll see how this one goes, but this line seems very high, and, and New Orleans getting six points feels like a good play, a good play to get involved in, and the, and the book am. will
0: certainly be rooting and what the Saints did to the Bucks all three meetings last year. Now I know Tampa won the playoff meeting, but that's because Drew Brees stunk, and then both regular season meetings, New Orleans dominated.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. And even even the the playoff game you mentioned, New Orleans was right there in that game. Uh Tampa Bay I think New Orleans might have even had a double digit lead in the second half. Is that right? I mean they had a they Tampa Bay's they defense
0: had a, you know, sorry, New Orleans uh, Tampa Bay's defense won that game. Turnovers oh, no and it was short that. fields, and Brady was good there's enough. No question. That game. And Breeze was bad. Breeze was
1: terrible in that game. So I think as long as Jameis Winston doesn't make those kind of similar mistakes, turning the ball over and giving Tom Brady the short fields, it's a lot. As good as Brady and the Bucs offense is, it's a lot to ask them to go on the road against this New Orleans defense and, and, and have a lot of success because the Saints are pretty strong on that side of the ball, better than people think.
0: Yeah, no, that defense, we saw it on on Monday night. Now I know it was terrible rain and Geno Smith was quarterbacking, but maybe people <laughs> who don't normally watch the Saints got a chance to see that defense. It's legit. It's, it's like you said, oh, better no than people question. realize.
1: And it was very good last year, too. And I, I think people, people forget how good the Saints were last year. They, they are the team that won the NFC South. They're the team that was the number two seed in the NFC playoffs. The Buccaneers just got it done on the road in, in the divisional round. But New Orleans was favored in that game, and now they're getting almost six points in the same matchup here a year later with arguably a better quarterback. I, I, I think Jameis Winston gives them more than Drew Brees was giving them at the end of last season.
0: Right, and then do we know the status? I mean, it's Antonio Brown's like just uncertain, right?
1: Yeah, and to, but to your point, I, I do think Tampa Bay offensively is quite a bit better than they were last year. You know, Brady's got more command of the offense, sure. he's got more healthy weapons, so uh, there, you could make a case there. Uh, certainly, I think Tampa Bay is a better team. Definitely a much better team than they were last regular season. Right now, Antonio Brown and Gronk are both listed as questionable.
0: Uh, we'll see. Officially, they're listed as questionable. That's a good point. You, you used the phrase command of the offense. I think that's the best. Remember, early last year, Brady struggled out of the gates, and he talked about uh, Bruce Arians' offense being so complex. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, a guy like Brady saying that certainly makes, you know, legitimizes the, the claim. And year two, he's just been so proficient. He's among the favorites for MVP. Uh, certainly a excellent command of the offense this year that did not really come to fruition until the end of the regular season last year.
1: Oh, there's no question. And their offense has been humming. But a lot of it has been against pretty weak opposition. And we saw that last week against a Chicago team that, at best, is mediocre.
0: Another intriguing game that will certainly dictate the bottom line for the books. New England at the Chargers. This line's trickling up for L.A. Belichick, you know, on the road getting points. Dare you? No, I like this Chargers team. It's really interesting to see this line movement here.
1: Pretty, pretty uh, two-sided action, at least really? in the Superbook. Uh, a lot of money on both teams. Uh, some sharp money on the over. Has seen the total go from 47.5 to 49. But in terms of the side, you know, we've seen people come in on both, both ways of this one. It is a pretty intriguing game. New England scored, I think, I think about 100 points last week against the Jets, but they're going to be playing a real team this week. And the Chargers are off their bye week. So we'll see what, what Belichick has for Justin Herbert in this very powerful Chargers offense. It uh, should be really one of the best games of the week. Actually, probably the second best matchup on Sunday behind the behind the Bucks Saints game.
0: Chargers off a bye, New England off a scrimmage uh, with the Jets. So pretty very, much, especially yeah, when
1: Zach Wilson, <laughs> you know, Zach Wilson goes out of the game and they bring in this. It's not that it's Mike White's fault, of course, but uh, there, that really wasn't much of a wasn't much of a, a matchup there, and we got crushed on that game. Everybody, everybody on earth, I guess, was betting New England in that game, and they looked pretty good.
0: They certainly got us good. Um, so where do you think that line closes?
1: Uh, I, I don't think it'll, it'll go too far away from this number of five. I mean, that's right where we opened it. I see fives painted everywhere. I see one four-and-a-half out there. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see it alternating too much between four-and-a-half and five-and-a-half. And five and that looks like the right number. And unless a, unless a very, very respected group got involved, uh, I don't see why that number would move it too much. It, that, that's not a game that's going to dictate the, the house's day the same way that, that New Orleans and Minnesota and the Jets will uh, have an impact on how we do on Sunday.
0: Ooh, you mentioned the Jets. Let's go to uh, – I want to go to those early games because there's a couple that really intrigue me just from a line-making perspective. So Wilson to Mike White, does it do anything for the point spread?
1: It does. I mean, I think you, you have to give some adjustment. I think that there were some flashes there from, from Zach Wilson before, uh, before he got hurt. You could, I think you can tell that he's going to be a pretty solid player, a pretty solid quarterback, but uh, you've, you've got to give some adjustment. And, and the other thing, too, is this number, like the look-ahead number was three or four points lower than this, but it's also because the Bengals had such a good win. Mm-hmm. at Baltimore on Sunday. So it's not just because Zach Wilson's out and Mike White's in. You also have the Bengals coming off of a very good win on the road against Baltimore. And right now the Bengals are the number one seed in the AFC.
0: That's so remarkable. You, I didn't know that.
1: You've, you've got you've got the Wilson injury. You've got the Bengals off of a great win. And you just have uh, the public is looking to bet on the Bengals, and we know that. And that's why this number is so high. Although we have had some resistance on this one. We've, we have had... Very sharp customers at the Superbook in New Jersey betting on the Jets, taking the ten and a half
0: points. But ten and a half so much... with an over under of forty three is pretty right. high number.
1: Oh, absolutely! But there's just been so much public support for the Bengals. Uh, we, that's why you see us at ten and a half right now. And we know what we're going to need in this game. You know, we're we're going to need the New York Jets. We're going to need some of those bets those sharp bets from places like New Jersey on the Jets. That's good that'll be good. Help us balance the books a little bit. I don't know that we wanna I don't know that we wanna have another Sunday morning sitting here rooting for the Jets. Last Sunday wasn't too much fun.
0: This interesting, uh, excuse me, this Pittsburgh Cleveland game is interesting. I'm surprised the line's three and a half with the Browns quarterback issues and Steelers defense being what it is. I felt like three was the right number because Cleveland has other injuries, right? You got running backs, you got Iowa. offensive linemen.
1: I would argue the Steelers have their own quarterback issues. I agree with what yeah. you're saying, but no, Pittsburgh terrible. has a lot of quarterback issues too, and there's not not because of an injury because Roethlisberger is playing so poorly. So that's why the, the game maybe that number does look a little high considering all Cleveland's injuries. But the last time we watched Pittsburgh, they barely won at home against Geno Smith and the Seahawks. That that game went to overtime. I, I, I don't, and a lot of that was because Roethlisberger played so poorly. So I think that's why you see this line maybe a little higher than people would think with, with all the Cleveland injuries, but split action on this game. They're, they're betting both teams pretty evenly. Doesn't look like it's going to be a big decision for us.
0: This is an intriguing matchup, just with so much on the line. Tennessee is a two-game lead in the division over Indianapolis, and they won the first meeting, so this is the second regular season meeting. I'm not saying it's a must-win for the Colts, but it kind of almost is.
1: Colts need this game for sure. I mean, who would have who would have thought that Tennessee would take those two games, uh, I'm sorry, Buffalo and Kansas City, and win both? Now all of a sudden the Titans have a stranglehold on the AFC South. Indianapolis has to win this game. Classic case of what we call reverse line movement. I know people like to use all these buzzy terms. Most people don't really know what they're talking about when they say these things, but this is reverse line movement. Everyone is betting the Titans. It's almost... Six to one here at the Superbook, and the number's gone the other way. It's gone from Indianapolis plus one to Indianapolis minus one and a half. I even Mm -hmm. see the number going higher at some books in Nevada. Very respected group, took the Colts on the money line earlier in the week. Very sharp money on Indianapolis. The public all on Tennessee, as is to be expected when they're off of those two impressive wins I mentioned. So this setting up classic, like, wise guy public game here, and the public is betting the, the small underdog Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I I like the Colts. I think their defense is so stout. I'm surprised Tennessee is mm-hmm. getting that much backing by the public. But I forget that they beat those teens. But like we're talking about Josh Two-three Allen, it. yeah, but Josh Allen slipped on a QB sneak. True. Um, and well, this team well, I also think, lost uh, to I'd the give Jets. A little... I'd give a lot of
1: credit to the defensive lineman. I think it was uh, Simmons for Tennessee on that play. Yeah. He threw the guard out of the way made a great defensive play, although Allen did also slip. But it wasn't just uh, the quarterback there. It was a great play by the defense. But great, great two wins for t- the Titans, and that's why the public is all over them. But Indianapolis really had a good win, too, uh, winning on Sunday Night Football at San Francisco. We talked last week. I liked the Colts in that game. Yeah. I talked myself off of it because I saw the public all over the Colts. And that was one of the rare, rare times in my career where a dog has won outright on Sunday Night Football and the book lost. I, <laughs> that almost never happens. Uh, the what happened with the Bills? It happened there.
0: with the Bills Chiefs a couple weeks earlier, right?
1: Uh, Bills, yeah, but this, this one, this was a little bit more one-sided, although that is true. But this one, like we really, we really took a pretty big loss on that Colts 49ers game.
0: Yeah, and then San Fran was up nine, nothing. You were looking like a genius to mm-hmm. abstain from that play <laughs> in the bonanza, and I, I, scared, and I was sweating I out on my bets. Off that one,
1: man. Yeah, yeah, no. I really scared myself off. Bonehead decision. I, many, I've had many of those.
0: Yeah, no, we all have. Okay, so those are the marquee games. Let's rip through a couple others here. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, some of these are so painful. Oh, Niners Bears is interesting. Uh, Niners yeah. are laying four. I mean, historically, now it's not Chris Shanahan hasn't been around forever, but he's terrible as a favorite. Really terrible as a home favorite, but here he is as a road favorite. Here, thirty-nine and a half is your over/under in this game. Yikes! What I, I mean, the Bears I know are so mediocre at times. Any any sharp action here? Actually, yes.
1: Uh, very, very respected group laid the points, laid three and a half with the favorite, moved us to four. There's a few more tickets here on the dog on Chicago, but it's a pretty even game. But if you're looking for some sharp money, yes, uh, San Francisco minus three and a half was a very sharp bet early in the week. And it looked like they were betting it all over town. So uh, 49ers, uh, not, not the most interesting game in the world, probably won't be the most pretty football game on Sunday morning, but definitely some sharp money for Shanahan and the 49ers. And and some, some injuries, uh, a number of injuries to watch in this game. No Khalil Mack for the Chicago Bears, which is a
0: big loss. Yeah, obviously. it certainly is. Uh, I, I mean, look, the Niners' will look better outside of the weather, right? Like That weather was terrible on Sunday night. Yeah,
1: it's hard to – I agree. It's hard to really to judge them too much based on that game. That was a crazy game. Can you imagine going to that game – I mean, can you imagine like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go sit out there in that weather and watch this game. I I can't. I just can't even fathom doing something like that.
0: Let's talk Dan Campbell. Lions, frisky, two fake punts, onside kick. I mean, that's really what you have to do to try to win as a big underdog, right? Like muck it up. Well,
1: they threw the kitchen sink at the Rams. They, had a, they, they score a touchdown right away, go for the onside kick, they get it, they get stopped on third down, they go, hey, what the hell, let's just go for a fake punt, they get that. And then they, they had another fake punt later in the game that they also executed. Uh, I, I give a lot of credit to the Lions, and I, I give very whatever the opposite of a lot of credit is to whoever the Rams special teams coach is. Well, how could a special teams coach give up a onside kick and two fake punts in the same game? Just the, the Rams not paying any attention there and almost caught up to them. An interception by Jalen Ramsey late in the fourth quarter to save that game. But I give a lot of credit to, to Dan Campbell. I will say this game, very, very high volume game with sharp players in New Jersey taking the Eagles. And a respected group here in Nevada, the Superbook in Nevada, the Westgate, they took three and a half with the Lions. So very good two-way in this game from pretty sharp groups going back and forth on it.
0: Interesting. I I wonder if, if Detroit doesn't make it happen this week, and I wonder if they will. They've been playing so well and so hard at times that you figure they're going to eke out a win at some point, but... Man, Eagles Philadelphia really let me down. They, yes. uh, they,
1: you know, they, they, they got up 7 nothing. then they get the interception, Philadelphia does, at the goal line, and, and, and from there it was just complete disaster blowout. I, I looked up at one point, and I think Derek Carr was like 29 for 31. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, what, what is Philadelphia doing defensively? I know Philadelphia clearly pointing to next season. Where they have three first-round picks, including the Dolphins' first-round pick, which should be very valuable.
0: Raiders certainly have a flair for the dramatic at home. Down fourteen, nothing to Miami. They come back, aided by this yield <laughs> safety by the Dolphins and the wide receiver bubble screen. You also have the trailing fourteen, nothing to the Ravens on Monday night in the opener. So sure. Las Vegas not not afraid to tease the fans and then create some drama in their home stadium.
1: No, not at all, and, and those games have been a lot of fun, and they, they've definitely been, been great for, definitely been great for the city, but uh, not so great for us when the Raiders do win and cover and the game goes over. Uh, we certainly did not do well in that game.
0: Carolina-Atlanta, solid three. Anything to say here?
1: Not really. Uh, there, there, there has been some money out there on the market taking Atlanta, Minus three uh, even money on the Falcons. Uh, there was some reported sharp play there, but this does not appear to be a high volume game in the morning. Um, not not going to be a game that we that we have a big decision
0: on or we're really focusing on on Sunday. Another game we haven't quite got to: uh, Jacksonville, Seattle. That's in the afternoon, buried amongst right. some more intriguing games. Don't think you're going to get a lot of handle here, but. No. Oh, gosh. no. Gino, it, it, It's Gino, like the, Gino. Gino. It, Jacksonville, Seattle,
1: and then Washington, Denver are going to be up against two really high-profile games in the afternoon, so they won't get a ton of money. We'll get a lot of bets on the Broncos at the Superbook in Colorado at the Lodge Casino, but we're not going to get a ton of action on uh, on either of those games. Right now, Very Jacksonville, Seattle, the least bet game of the week at the Superbook right now. But there's really just nothing to report there. Gino Smith... um, He's just not getting it done, and and at this point, if you're if you're Seattle, you might want to just tell Russell Wilson to take it easy and not rush back because what's the point?
0: Well, he's got to get his walkthroughs and run-throughs and and get the, get the yeah, camera well, rolling course. on those, you know.
1: Of course, but you don't want to. Russell Wilson is that franchise, and the last thing you want to do is rush him back for what is what looks like it's probably going to be a meaningless regular season for them. I don't see any way this team can gather itself and get to the playoffs, especially with the big boys like the Rams and the Cardinals ahead of them in that division.
0: Tell you about who also isn't getting it done is Teddy Bridgewater, uh, the guy who was a covering machine, started the year <laughs> 3-0, and uh, 3-0 and uh, straight up in ATS, now 0-4 since then, straight up in ATS.
1: No, he's not getting it done. I mean, uh, that's putting it nicely. Uh, Denver... Denver's got a lot of issues. Um, they've got, they've got an ownership issue that, that hangs over that whole franchise. They need to get rid of Vic Fangio. They need to move on there. They need to find a quarterback. I, I still think there's a lot of talent on that Denver roster. I know that there is. But they've got all these issues at the most key positions in football, I mean, to a point where even now they're a three-point home favorite, and most of the tickets at the book are on the Washington team which is crazy. Uh, Not that there's a lot of action on this game, but we're seeing about a three to two ticket count on Washington.
0: Interesting. I I side there, just get grabbing points. And I think both of their defenses are pretty weak. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, maybe overrated.
0: Overrated is probably the better word. They're not weak. They're just not as stout as we thought.
1: I side with not finding a TV to watch that game. I'll, I'll, I'll figure something else out. Uh, not, not a great game. Not, not a great game.
0: But as we like to say, all tickets cash the same. So true. Um, Very true. Hey, Monday Nighter, this is a game I meant to bring up earlier because it is intriguing given what the Chiefs are going through. You know, what, what do we – I mean, they, just got, they were absolutely inept last week against the Titans on offense, and we know their defense mm-hmm. is like that, but it, it's just got to be just so perplexing here. What's going on with KC?
1: It's, it's hard to understand why, why their offense is struggling so much. You know, they, they spent so much money retooling the offensive line after what happened in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, and those guys aren't getting it done. Their defense isn't getting it done. Mahomes is asked to do so much. We talked about this a few weeks ago before the, before the Kansas City-Buffalo game, about how Mahomes is asked to do so much for the Chiefs, and Allen is in a much better situation for the Bills, which is true. But Mahomes is also making his share of mistakes as well. So I think we have to give some of the blame to Mahomes. Not getting much help, though. Kansas City, a scary survivor option this week. I wanted to ask you about that. You know, there's yeah. there's really – there's no – but if you look at their schedule, there's no opportunity better than this week to use them. And are you really going to get through 18 weeks without using Kansas City? I don't know. I mean, I, I think uh, they're a team to look at. The Bengals will be a very popular option as well. Keep an eye on the injury report for the Giants because they've got a lot of key guys on offense that have been working out this week that are listed as questionable for Monday night. I can't imagine Barkley plays Monday night, home, but I, I did hear that he's been working out.
0: Home to Denver and home to the Steelers are on the table, especially the Denver game. Yeah, because, home to Denver. That, that we'll, might be the. Better we'll one. know more of what mm-hmm. this team is right. right now. I don't know what to expect, so that's my concern. is the oh, timing fair. on the schedule more than anything.
1: That's fair, and I, I know a lot of people used them a couple of weeks ago against Washington, and I thought that was a little crazy, and they ended up winning the game easily. So I guess you never really know, but yeah, home to Denver is, is probably the better option because the Giants, are, the Giants have quite a bit of talent on that team. It's just all banged up right now. This, uh, the Giants can be very good offensively when they get all these guys back, Shepard, Galladay, Tony, Barkley, Andrew Thomas, their offensive tackle, is on the IR. Once they get these guys back, their offense is going to be pretty solid.
0: What are you going to do for your survivor?
1: I don't know. That's why I wanted to talk it out with you on the air. I don't, I mean, what, I, I was looking for guidance there. I, I don't know. I mean, probably uh, probably the Bengals um, would be most likely at this point. I know some people are going are talking about using the Chargers as Oof. well. They're, uh, uh, that's getting point a little too favorite cute. Against New England. I, I don't know about that. I think that's getting a little too cute. Uh, most likely the Bengals, but it does concern me a little bit seeing all this sharp money in the market on New York. There's been some, there's been okay. some very sharp bets on the Jets at plus ten and a half.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I would be, well, I've already used Cincinnati in mo- most of my tickets and pools. Uh, mm-hmm. I did that Thursday night game against Jackson. I escaped. Uh, oh, I know a
1: one. lot of guys that had that one, and mm-hmm. I, uh, I, they, you, you, you all got away with one on Thursday night football.
0: Absolutely did. Absolutely that a like defensive holding call. I mean, there was just a million things that that went that way. Uh I'll probably do Kansas City. I think I might have to bite the bullet and do it there. I've already used Ooh, Buffalo.
1: Man. Yeah, so have I. And the Rams, I, I Buffalo and the Rams. Houston. Yeah, we, I used the Rams last week. Um, which in retrospect probably should have saved them for Houston this week. But uh I, there were some there were really sharp people betting the Rams last week, laying, I think. 16 in that game so i, I was shocked
0: to i kind of like them this t- weekend i think when you get a team that is really good like they are and nearly lose to a bad team i don't think they're going to be flat the next week against a bad team
1: well that, that's the thing you could tell that they were just not paying any attention like we talked about earlier i mean how does one team give up two fake punts in the same game that that's a team that's just not prepared and not paying any attention so maybe they'll
0: refocus this week and take care of business against houston um, okay. Well I think that does it for the card. How are you guys feeling? Three straight losing weekends for the house. Are you yeah, guys okay? We, we, the actually, lights are still on?
1: we scratched out a profit on Sunday. You know, we we, we we won a lot on the Tennessee game and we did very well on the Bears Bucks game. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to explain it, but there was a ton of money on Chicago here at the Superbook. Even at the very end, guys were coming up making these big, big bets on Bears money line. Had a guy bet ten thousand bucks on the Bears at the, on the money line right at post time. Oh uh, we, we did very well in that game. If we could have got the Forty ers to cover the game, which was possible when they were up nine to nothing, if we could have got the Forty ers to cover Sunday, actually would have been a pretty good day for us. Uh, we gave back a lot of money on on the sunday night game like i mentioned on indianapolis but we still managed to scratch out a small profit there's so much going on this time of year so you can absorb some of these hits in a month like october there's just so many events happening uh i'm not going to call it a a good weekend because it certainly wasn't but it, it also wasn't anything uh to get too upset about
0: good stuff all right mr executive director let's play some bonanza it's time for Baby Bankroll Bonanza. Okay, the intern tweeting out all the results. Very good job, Darren. Bonanza Burner is his handle. So you we took we it on the. Chin. Nope, did we no, pay that guy anything? No, that's
1: an unpaid, unpaid intern. Yeah.
0: Maybe course okay. credit he might get for his own where, <laughs> whereabouts. But uh, so uh, the Eagles, well, Eagles let you down. Yeah, they did. And you're still plus 2,700 for the season. Well done. Uh, I did not hedge out of my Patriots position because it looked like a w- really lopsided game, and I was going to let it go. But I did lose that on the Monday was a Night good Football decision. over. That was yeah. a good decision when Zach Wilson got hurt to not hedge out of it. I think you made the right call there. Gave some back on the Monday Nighter, So I'm now just minus 750 for the season. So within striking distance for sure. I was able to uh, scratch and claw 1,400 profit last weekend. You are on the T box. I'm on the T box even after that Eagles. Yes. When you give a when you give a pick out and you're,
1: and the other team's quarterback is like 38 for 39, I mean, are you allowed to be on the T box the next week? I guess I'll go. Well, I'm still in uh, the
0: red, so I think you deserve it.
1: Right. <laughs> I like uh, I like Indianapolis. Uh, I like Indianapolis. I think they win this game. Uh, the, the line's been going up all week. Uh, looks like right now. Treasure Island, I see a one I see Indianapolis one at Treasure Island. that is a Las Vegas sports book, is it not? so I guess yeah, I no. will give myself uh Indianapolis minus one i 'm just going to go a thousand you know i i don 't trust myself right now after that dud of a pick on Philadelphia and what we saw with uh um, mean me not trusting myself on the Colts. I like that pick, but i 'll go i 'll go Colts this week minus one for one thousand. I think they're going to beat Tennessee and make that division a little bit more interesting.
0: There's some plus 360 out there in the division if you want. I think the Colts can rally and find a way to win the division. Uh, Obviously, a lot hinges on this weekend's game, but something to consider.
1: Yeah, they have to to win this game. And this game becomes a lot less of a must-win for Tennessee because they won two games that they probably weren't expecting to win. I mean, I can't imagine even the most optimistic Titans fan or better thought that they would win both the Buffalo and Kansas City games. A great stretch for Tennessee.
0: I am like you, gun shy this weekend. I will do a dime on plus six for New Orleans, and mm-hmm. um, that that lines at BetMGM. I think. Yeah. I'm going to really just go broke betting against Tampa Bay every week this this season because apparently that's what I like to do. Yeah. So I nothing our, else our friends me. at the
1: our friends at the South Point have a six as well. I, I agree with you on that one, by the way. I think uh, I might join you on that. Uh, that that number really really seems high. Uh, New Orleans plus six, and the book is going to need it big time. So if you want to be on the same side as the house, New Orleans, Minnesota, are going to be probably our two biggest uh, two biggest needs this week.
0: Yeah, I'm going to wait on this Cowboys. I might have a, uh, might try to go for the middle on uh, Sunday with <whistles> that Cowboys line. That could be fun fun Ooh. day trading there.
1: Yeah, define fun. I mean, we'll see. We'll see.
0: I wish you... I, Get I back in the swing of things here. Uh, <laughs> all right, my friend. Great stuff as always. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. Talk next week. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right. That's going to do it for this edition the Daily Wager Extra Podcast. We always appreciate everyone downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing. All those metrics help us. It's intriguing week eight on many... Levels, as I just discussed with Murray. But it start, gets going tonight with Arizona hosting Green Bay. The injuries, but it's still Aaron Rodgers catching six and a half points. Always intriguing. Um, good test for the Cardinals, too. Uh, any of those doubters, we'll get to see them on the big bright lights, under the big bright lights. And, uh, gosh, that's me. interesting to see how the Survivor plays out as well. So thanks, to everyone. And, uh, again, Daily Wager, weekday podcast, Monday through Friday, Posts around 1230 p.m. Eastern or so. And uh, we have the extras as well, Sunday night, as well as this one on Thursday morning.